you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, I'm going Old Testament on you. And um, I want to look at verse 2. Just want to read here. First Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 2, says, Saul and all the men were gathered and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array to encounter the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side while Israel on the mountain on the other side with the valley between them. Then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath. Height was six cubits and a span. In other words, he was about nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head. and He was clothed with scale armor and weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he also had bronze greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin slung between his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was like the weaver's beam. And the head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron. His shield carrier also walked before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel and said to them, why do you come out to draw up in battle array? Am I not the Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. And if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then, you will become, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Again, the Philistines, Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. I want to talk about today life-changing choices, but I want to talk about in this new series, Facing Your Giants. I want to talk about facing your giants. Amen. Facing your giants. Amen. The giants that we face today may be unemployment, abandonment, abuse, depression, Bills, grades, whiskey, pornography, career, amen. I mean, a whole lot of different giants that we face in this life. The Bible teaches us that God has the answers for our real, our real life's giants. One of the things that you have to remind yourself as a believer, as in life, as a person, that you must face your giants. There's no hiding 
There's no running away. There's no cowering in fear. What odds did David have against Goliath? Better odds, perhaps, than you give yourself against yours. Your Goliath doesn't carry a sword weighing 600 shekels, a shield that he banishes, a blade. Amen, that he carries around. But maybe your giants are the blade of unemployment, blade of abandonment, blade of depression. Whatever your giants are, your giants don't parade around down the hill of Elah. Amen. He prances through your office or your bedroom and your classroom in life. Amen. He brings bills that you can't pay, grades you can't make, people you can't please. Amen. And a host, a past that you can't leave behind, a future that you can't face. The question I have for you this morning is, how long has your giant stalked you? The giant of fear, the giant of failure, the, the giants that come and show themselves in a contemporary way in your life. I don't know what your giant is today. But I want to let you know something. You got to face your giant. You got to look your giant in the eye and you got to defy the odds and believe that the God that created you, the God that saved you, is the God that will allow you to face your giant. Now, the backdrop to our story is very, very tragic. Children of Israel did not want God. So today I'm just doing the backdrop, okay? All right, today I'm just giving you the background. When my time is up, I'll just stop. And then we'll pick up next week. I ain't no rush. Because I want you to face your giants. Here's the thing. Saul was anointed king. The people of God did not want, a king, did not want God to rule over them. So therefore, they asked God for a visible leader. God said, do you really want that? And they got what they wanted. Saul, in his pride, disobeyed God. So God sent Samuel out to find Israel another king. They went to the house of Jesse. And they found out of all the brothers, one, bo one boy who wasn't present at the anointing. And his name was David. David was an underdog. David was the youngest of the brothers and he was out there tending to sheep. He was a carefree kind of guy. Lived his life out there with the sheep. I can imagine that what God was doing, he was preparing him for where he was about to take him. David is now anointed king, but yet not appointed king. God had anointed him, and God had given him a special skill, and that was to play the harp. Amen. Saul, who God had taken his spirit off of, Amen. And placed it on David. 
then David becomes the one that goes to the palace to soothe Saul's evil spirit. Saul had an evil spirit on him, and the only way that it would calm him down is if David would come and play the harp to soothe his spirit. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. Now we fast forward the story, and we find that Israel up to this point had been winning battles. Listen to me real good. They were winners. But I want to let you know something. When you start winning, don't you get comfortable. Don't you get careless. That's why I was talking about with the new car illustration. Don't get comfortable because the moment that you start getting comfortable is when God's spirit, the anointing, may depart you. Are you with me? Now, we have the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about that anointing to do the work of God, the anointing to live your life. But David and Saul is at a place now where he, he, they're winning battles, but now the narrative changes. The situation changes. Then all of a sudden we find that they are at a showdown with the Philistines. They're now being led into battle by a king who is operating, listen to this, in his own spirit. We, we find that they are going to battle not with the anointing of God, but they are going out in their own strength. I'm trying to help somebody. I, I realize in life that, that there are times when we are doing things in our own strength, in our own will, without the anointing. Uh, you can have a church without an anointed pastor. Come on, somebody. You can do outreach without the anointing. You can do inreach without the anointing. You can live your life because you and I have made the choice to operate outside of our anointing. Listen to me real good. They are in a battle. Now let me tell you something about Israel. Israel always win. Okay? There's not a time that they had not won. Listen, they came out of Egypt. They got to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's behind them. The Red Sea is before them. And all of a sudden, God opens up the Red Sea. Whatever situation they found themselves in, God always made a way out of no way. I'm trying to help you with something. If you really look over your life, you will realize that God has always made a way for you and I. Do I have anybody? But it's the giants. Whenever you can't face your giants, you know something is wrong. Whenever you can't face Amen. Obstacles on your own and see your way out. You have to realize whenever you think your giant is bigger than your God, something is wrong. Are you with me? They're following a king who is operating in his own strength. 
Can you imagine following someone who's not leading with the Spirit? Can you imagine? Can you imagine aligning yourself with someone who is not in the Spirit? Who doesn't have the anointing to lead you? Oh, I wish I had somebody. You got to be careful who you call your pastor. Because there's a lot of people that can do it in the flesh and make you think it's the spirit. Do I have witness? They're out in the battle. First, first thing I see is the showdown in verse 2 and 3. Verses 2 and 3. So the first thing I want to give you, today I want to look at the background, okay? The storyline of when you face your giants. So if, if I were to give you something here, I would say the first thing you have to pay attention to is your insecurities. All right? <laughs> Insecure people will always, will always think they're not good enough. But how did Israel go from being a powerhouse because they lacked the anointing. Their leader deliberately disobeyed God. You with me? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Verse 2 says, it says, Saul and all and the men of Israel were gathered, watch this, and camped in the what? In the valley of Elah. You see, before you can get to the mountaintop, you got to go through the valley. But you got to understand something about, about war at that time. The valley was a place where they would camp out to strategize before they go into battle. But they had been stuck in Elah for too long. They, they had become a resident Amen. And not a passer through of the valley. Do I have anybody? Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says they camped in the valley. <laughs> they were supposed to pass. The, the, the text says, and, and drew up in battle array to, a, to encounter the Philistines. And watch this now. Watch this now. During the time of judges in Israel, the Philistines were often a thorn in Israel's side. Amen. Jephthah, Shamgar, and Samson all fought against the Philistines. The battle between Israel and the Philistines continued until the days of Eli, and later it erupted into the conflict between David and Goliath. So these were a thorn. The Philistines were a thorn in the side of Israel. You see, but you got to be careful before you draw a line in the sand. You got to understand something. You have to realize and ask yourself a question. What insecurities do I still have? What, what insecurities am I ha do I have to deal with? Because you can't be insecure and face your giant. 
You, you have to overcome your insecurities. Can, can I tell you something? The reason why I said they made the valley a permanent place. Do you know how long they were kept there? You know how long they were do this showdown was going on for? 40 days. Before when Saul had the anointing, they would charge forward. Man, please. They would have already taken him out. But all of a sudden, they are in their self. You know what I found out? When you don't have the spirit of God in you, when you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, when you are operating in self, listen, you start analyzing everything. Overanalyzing everything and saying, man, you know what? Uh, this, this, that, and the third. Verse 4. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 says, then a champion. Now, now this word champion, you know, it's, it, this word is not the word that we think as champion. It just reads the word man. That's all it means. Ah, I'm trying to help somebody. Now, notice I just define what the word champion is in Hebrew. But to the English mind, you're thinking champion, a winner. So the next thing I see, not only insecurities, but you've got to be careful of intimidation. See, here's the thing. He gave you the impression that he was a champion based on what they called him. But in the Hebrew, the word just simply means man. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything else. It just means what? Man. He's nine foot nine. Okay? <laughs> Amen. Listen, it's time that we stop telling God how big our giants are and start telling our giants how big our God is. And can I tell somebody something? The reason why we can't face our giants is because we're intimidated. We go to work and we're intimidated. We try to get an opportunity and we're intimidated. Stuff starts happening and we are so intimidated by people that we think that they're bigger than our God. The text is describing this, this champion, this man, all right, it says that his height was six cubits of span. He had bronze helmet on his head. He was clothed with scale armor weighing 5,000 shekels of bronze. Do you know how strong he was? But just because he's strong physically, we'll find out in the next coming weeks what really happened to him. But he's intimidating. He comes across like, man, there's no way we can beat this guy. Come on, come on, come on. Can I ask you a question? What's your giant? And, and, and I'm asking you a question, right? Like, like, has your giants presented themselves like that to you? Like they're unbeatable? They're unbreakable? Come on, somebody. That, that listen, that, that, that you will never win? Come on, we can enter. Do you know most sometimes boxers enter into the ring already defeated in their mind because of their insecurities and because of what? Intimidation. 
May I say this to you? Your enemy, your giant wants to get in your mind. And I'm not just talking about people. I'm talking about that math problem. I'm talking about that homework, the assignment you got, whatever it is you God has put in your hands to take care of. And I want to say to somebody here today, intimidation is a tactic. Amen? Verse 8 and 9. The Bible says he stood. And shouted. First of all, why are you even talking? See, it, it, listen, 40 days. You know why Goliath knew that they were scared? Because they knew Israel's track record, but Israel had forgotten their track record. So he figured like, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so usually, because they had wiped out so many armies, before, how many armies have you wiped out? How many, how many situations have you overcame? How many circumstances have you overcame in your life? But now this one giant, you can't get over that? Come on now. Come on now. Is that thing bigger than your God? Is that thing so big that you have decided that you're going to try something else? Don't you stop until you face that giant. Don't you give up until you face that giant. Listen, but the problem is we, you can't face your giant if you're not willing to work. You, you can't face your giant if you, listen, you got to put in extra time, overtime, over, overtime. You can't just say, I'm going to fight, I'm going to win if you don't put no time in. Listen, you and I got to understand who we are, how God has made us, and for some of us, some things come easy, and for some of us, we got to do some extra time. In other words, you got to be the first there and the last to leave. And here's the other thing. When everybody's left, you got to still be there doing what you got to do in order to face your giant. Do I have anybody? Verses 8 and 9, I see not only do I see insecurity, I see intimidation, but the third thing I see here is instigation. You know what instigation is designed to do? Lure you out. He shouted. He said, why do you come out and draw up your in battle array, huh? Matter of fact, why y'all even in a battle array? Y'all ain't going to win. He says, am I not the Philistine, uh, the Philistine and you servants of what? What is he implying? That servants are weak. Satan wants you to believe that serving God is not going to pay off, but I want to help you with something. It's going to pay off. Don't let a Philistine convince you because of intimidation, because of instigation, and because of insecurities that serving God is a bad thing. But you got to catch the language, though. How did the Philistine know that they were serving a man and not an anointed man? Watch this. They used to win. Now, 
that buying time. They're like, man, I ain't going out there. You going out there. And they're going through this story, right? Next week when I get into it, right, I'm just giving you the backdrop here. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. They said, listen, man, am I not the He said, choose a man for yourself, instigation, and let him come down to me. Notice the challenge. If he's able to fight with me. Remember, this giant, okay, this guy here is huge. Okay? Then he will become, we, he, says, he says, if he's able to fight with me and kill me. So it tells you that your giant is committed to death. Why do you think those giants haven't left your life yet? Until you kill them, they will not leave. That's a revelation for you right there. Do you hear me? Until they die. Because if you let them live, they're going to come back in your life again. He says, look what he says. He says, well, here's the deal, man. He says, but if I prevail, he says, then we'll become your servants. But if I prevail against him, then you shall become our servants. And serve us. Isn't that something? You see, the, the enemy knows when you have even an ounce of fear in you. And he instigates. And, and, and look at verse 10. And I'm going to sit down. It says, again, the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Boy, he, he sure is a fighter, ain't he? He sure, he sure, he sure talking big noise, ain't he? Can I ask you a question? What, what, what giant in your life is speaking to you like this? Instigating you. Hitting you where you respond. Come on, y'all. They know where to hit. They know where to press in on you. Come on, help me now. He said, I want to fight, man. I want to fight. And when Saul, look at this. This is the part that really got me. First of all, everything starts with your leader. And when Saul and all of Israel, all Israel, heard these words of the Philistines, they were what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Saul no longer had the anointing. He was operating on his own. And Israel was following along. Saul's, dis Saul's decision to disobey God caused the dilemma that they were in. How did Israel, the whole army, why were they dismayed? So the last thing is this. Here's what your giant is going to do. Not only instigation. Right here, right here, right here. You see it? Instilling fear. 
The reason we haven't faced our giants is because we have fear. Matter of fact, the enemy has instilled fear in us. Fear has become a part of how we live. Fear has causing us, caused us to forget our victories. Amen. And watch this, and, 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 and realizing that we did win before. But the giants that you face today, they, they have one objective, and that is to instill that fear in you that you remain paralyzed, watch this, in the valleys of your life. And I'm talking to Sada here today. It's time for you to face your giants. The army was sick with dread. Perhaps the Israelites had forgotten their victories um, that God had given them. Can I tell you something? Forgetfulness of God's past deliverance diminishes your confidence in the face of present conflict. But it does. But you got to remember how you got here. You got to say to yourself, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That yes, I may have some fear in my heart right now, but I'm willing to go beyond my fear. Come on, somebody. And trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. And no matter how big these giants may be, giants do fall. Come on and help me, somebody. I said giants do fall. And if there's anybody here today who's facing a giant, you got to stand up to your giant. You can't let them instill fear in you. You can't let them intimidate you. You got to deal with your insecurities. Muhammad Ali, a true story, got on a plane one day and he was sitting in first class flight. Flight attendant came and said to him, buckle up your seatbelt before takeoff. The flight attendant came back, and Muhammad Ali had not buckled his seatbelt. She said, I'm sorry, Mr. Ali, but you're going to have to buckle your seatbelt. She came back again right before the plane was getting ready to take off, taxi down the runway, and Ali had not buckled his seatbelt. She said, Mr. Ali, we can't move until you buckle your seatbelt. Mr. Ali replied, I don't need to buckle my seatbelt. What do you mean you don't need to buckle your seatbelt? She said, everybody has to buckle their seatbelt. He said, well, Superman didn't need no seatbelt. The flight attendant now was ticked off. She looked at that giant, and she said to him, but Superman didn't need a plane either. A man has to know his limitations. A man has to know, amen, that what he believes, he believes. But a man got to know he can't live without God. He can't make it without God. 
He can't make it apart from God. Watch this. He was not created to live apart from God. So therefore, when you know your limitation, yeah, you may be big and bad. But guess what? You ain't got no cape. You can't fly. Come on, somebody. And at the end of the day, when your giants show up, you got to rely on God. Because you will never face those giants without God. Give God a hand clap of praise.